Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how to defend yourselves or what to say. For at that time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. Luke 12, verses 11 and 12. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Legion of Michael. I am your host, Paul Markle. Thank you for all that you do to support this show. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. Oh, we've been, my life is, I'm going to admit something to you guys or give you a kind of a heads up. Uh, My life is going to be a little bit topsy-turvy here uh, for the next month or two or so because uh, we traveled last week. Last week I was traveling, and then I came back on Sunday night, late Sunday night. And then we're going to be traveling again this coming week. So the show production, the show schedule is going to be a little bit upside down. But I'll, I'll do my best for you. I promise to do my best for you. Uh, be sure that you're checking out legionofmichael.com. Now, we just had an open enrollment, and I hope that many of you jumped into that. And if you missed out on it, that's Okay. You can go to legionofmichael.com, sign up, uh, put your name in the hat, and as soon as enrollment is open, then, uh, well, as I speak the words into this microphone, it's still open, but uh, you got to hurry. You got to hurry. But that's okay. If you missed out on the, the current semester, that's all right. Just go ahead and put your name in there, and as soon as enrollment is open, you'll get an email letting you know. And if you'd like to support this show, if you appreciate what it is that I do here, you can click the hyperlink. That's right. There's a link in the show notes, and it'll take you to Red Circle slash shows, Legion of Michael. And if you would like to support this show, if you would like to monetarily support this show, then you can do it. You can do you can do that. You can support the show. There's a little button that says... Uh, uh, Well, you click it, and it says, I'd like to make a donation. I would like to support the show. So if you want to do that, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much. All right, you guys saw the title, and it says, Don't Worry About What to Say. And, of course, uh, the the opening text was from the Gospel of Luke, and it was Christ talking to his disciples, and he was reminded him. He gave him a little reminder. He gave him a little encouragement. Because he knew what was going to happen to them. He knew the future. He knew that they were going to be tested, that they were going to be accused wrongfully, they were going to be lied about, they were going to be drugged before the earthly rulers and questioned. And he said, do not worry about how to defend yourselves or what to say. For at that time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. The Holy Spirit will come to you. Now, recently, I had a conversation with a man as I was traveling, and he asked me, how I knew that God was real. 
and this wasn't this wasn't adversarial and he wasn't being a smart aleck and he wasn't being you know a, t- a liberal snot or something no he was being very generally serious he was asking me about my faith and uh, for a brief moment that doesn't happen to me very often uh, but for a brief moment I held a little bit of worry about am I going to testify properly Am I going to say the right thing, or am I going to say enough? Hmm. However, that moment was fleeting. That that uh, it may have been a couple of seconds that I had that little that little tinge that that human in me said, "Oh man, I I, I wasn't worried and I, I didn't have anxiety, but well, I I wanted to say the right thing. I knew I was being given an opportunity to testify to my faith." And I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to, I don't know, make God proud. Uh, and I thought, calm down, you dummy. Uh, have you not been told? Were you not told that the Holy Spirit will give you the words? I recalled the words of Christ from the Gospel of Luke. Don't worry about what you're going to say, how you're going to defend yourself. For at that time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. That's how I've always approached this show. I turn this microphone. Now, I do show notes, and I generally try to have a, an outline before I turn the microphone on to talk to you folks. But the, the reality of it is I know that what I need to say is going to come across on this microphone, through this microphone, because I, I believe and I have asked God, I've said, give me the words. Just tell me what I should say. Remember, and it is not your job to change the hearts of men. It's not your, you cannot force a man to change, and you don't have to worry about forcing them. That's not your job. Your job is not to force them to believe what you're saying. You see, that's how Satan works. That's how the other side works. The other side works by force. The other side lies to you and it commands you and it demands that you believe what it says. The other side demands and commands you to do what they say and believe what they say and never to question what they say. But that's not how our side works. It's your job to spread the word. It's your job to deliver the message. It is your job to sow the seeds. That takes us to uh, the Gospel of Matthew Uh, chapter 13, and uh, Christ once more is talking to his disciples, and he's explaining the parable of the sower. Listen then to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one sown, this is the one sown with seed beside the road. So when the sower went out, He's spreading the seeds, puts his hand in the the sack full of seeds, and he tosses them. And some of them fall on the roads, and the birds snatch them up, and they're gone. The one sown with the seed on the rocky places, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word, immediately he falls away. I'm sure we've known some of these people in our lives, people who will tell you, I've been, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian. 
And you say, that's fantastic. I'm happy for you. But as soon as the world comes and puts pressure on them, as soon as it's tough or difficult or inconvenient to be a Christian, as soon as it's inconvenient to follow the word of God, as soon as that gets in the way of what the world wants or what the world desires, they fall away because they have no root. And the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word and the anxieties of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word out and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown with seed on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times as much. Remember what we said at the... Uh, just a couple of minutes ago, it's not your job to change the hearts of men. It is, the, is it the job of the sower to force the seeds to grow? No. You cannot force a farmer, a gardener, you can plant the seed, and that is the action that you take. You plant the seed, you do everything that you can to help that seed along. Right, You plant it in fertile soil and you water it and so forth. But can you, by sheer will alone, make that seed grow? No, obviously you can't. You cannot make that seed grow. Now, you can put it in good soil and you can water it and you can provide it with sunshine and so forth. And you can nurture that seed, but you can't make it grow. It's either going to grow or it's not. And the same thing goes with the word of God. The seeds that you plant in the hearts of other men, you cannot force that to grow. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Now you can, you say, well, how do I force this or how do I encourage the seed of God's word to grow in the hearts of other men? Well, you can encourage it by your own example. You can provide a good example. You can, you know, essentially uh, <laughs> practice that of which ye preach. You can practice what you preach. You can encourage other people. You can provide them with encouragement. You can provide a listening ear when they need to talk. But you don't have to worry if someone, if you get the opportunity and when you get the opportunity to minister to someone, to testify to them, to tell them of the word of God, you don't have to worry, am I saying the right thing? Well, what, what, if, what if I miss this opportunity? What if I have this opportunity to help someone grow in Christ and, and, I, and I miss the opportunity or I screw it up? What if I screw it up? What if I don't say the right thing? Or what if I don't say enough of the right things? Calm down, hippie. You know, that's Satan putting doubt in your heart. That is Satan putting doubt in your heart. And that doubt does not need to be in your heart. If you have prayed, if you have faith, 
and you know, as as the the roots, as the seeds need roots, you need roots as well. If you're going to help other people grow, then you need to have solid roots. Part of those solid roots is reading your Bible. Part of the solid roots is communing with other people, other faithful people, is studying, reading, researching, daily devotional. You know, I try every day to do a daily devotional. I try to sit down at the very beginning of my day. I'm not always successful, but most of the time I am. Before I pick up my phone, before I do anything else, generally I'm the first person in the house that's awake. So it kind of works out well for me. But you need to have a root. You need to have understanding. You need to study. So that when people come to you with questions, maybe those questions will have you know, have answers. Maybe you'll have that answer right at the tip of your tongue. But at very least, you should pray to God, give me the words. Send the Holy Spirit to me so that when I have this opportunity to minister, when I have that opportunity to be a blessing to someone, give me the words that I need. And you don't have to worry and maybe after you say the words, maybe after you speak to that person, you'll go away and think, oh, oh, I should have said this, or I should have said that, or uh, it would have been better uh, if I would have remembered this verse in during that time. That's okay. Did you plant the seed? Did you sow the seeds? Did you speak the words? Because it's not your job to make the seeds grow. It's not your job to change men's hearts. It is simply your job to spread the word. It's your job to deliver the message. And if you can say honestly, yes, I did deliver the message to the best of my ability. Some people are better at public speaking than others. Some people are more practiced at it. That's okay. Why did Moses have to have Aaron go with him to speak to the Pharaoh? Because Moses was a terrible public speaker. He wasn't very good at public speaking. But Aaron was. And he's like, take your brother Aaron with you. And if you have a hard time talking, you have a hard time coming up with the words, don't worry, Aaron will speak them for you. And Moses is one of the most revered leaders in the faith, even though he wasn't really a good public speaker. So don't worry about it. Don't have fear or anxiety or worry in your heart that you won't say the right words or that the words won't come out right. It's not your job. It's your job to do the best that you can. And God will send the Holy Spirit. If you ask, he will come into your heart, into your mouth, and out your mouth. And the words that need to be said are the words that are said. And which word, which seed is it that you need to put out there to take hold. You know, this gentleman and I had a conversation that lasted uh, probably 45 minutes. And we went back and forth, and I said a lot of things. I don't know which of those things is going to, may touch, you know, may take root. And it's not my job to know. That is the great thing. That is the relief. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to have that anxiety or that worry like, oh, man, what if I didn't say the right thing or or what if he misinterpreted what I heard? Don't don't worry about it. How do you know when you said the right thing? The truth is you might not. There are people that I have known, 
throughout my life that have been good friends and but they're they're the people that never seem to take advice but then they do you ever known anyone who needed advice and you gave them some advice and they said, oh, okay, thank you for your advice, but I didn't really need that or that's not something I want to do. And you say, okay, well, there you go. And you move on. And then you talk to that person six months later and they tell you, hey, this is what I've been doing. And you realize that what they're doing and what they're happy to report is exactly what you told them six months ago that they should do. It's exactly the advice that you gave them six months ago or a year ago or whatever, but it took some time. It took some time for that seed to grow. Recently, I started a garden and I planted some seeds and I started them in little small pots. You know, I didn't put them just in the ground. I started them in their own individual little pots and I planted all, I planted a variety of seeds, tomatoes and cucumbers and beans and, and uh, radishes and stuff. I planted them all on, on, on the same day, and then I watched them and I watered them. And, you know, after about a week or so, a couple of them sprouted. And I waited some more, and I waited, and I watched. And the ones that sprouted were, were coming along, and there were still maybe three or four little, little small dirt pots that there, there was nothing. And I thought... Well, I mean, I planted these all at the same time, and some of the seeds, you know, there were the same seeds from the same package. One had already sprouted and was going, you know, a couple inches tall, and the other one hadn't broken the dirt. There was nothing. And I thought, well, maybe that was a bad seed. Sometimes that happens. You know, you get a bad seed or a seed that's gone bad, and and it's just not going to sprout. And then some three weeks later, I went out there and I looked, and here... In those pots, the the seeds that I'd given up on were sprouting. I didn't, and you know, I could have initially said, well, you know, forget it. These aren't going to work. I could have taken that dirt and just dumped it out, dumped it back into the garden. But I left it be. I left it be, and they sprouted. Sometimes there are seeds that take longer to sprout. Some sprout immediately or, you know, relatively quickly, and then others might have to germinate. They might have to sit under the ground for quite a while before they pop up. And the thing is, there's nothing you can do to rush it. You can't make it go faster. You just have to be patient. There may be people in your life, you say, yeah, Paul, I hear you. You know, I had the opportunity to witness to this gentleman or this person. Uh, and I, I said what I thought needed to be said. I said what God put in my heart, what the Holy Spirit brought to me, and it didn't make a difference. It didn't make a change. They're still back to their old ways. They're still doing what they were doing. Is it your job to make the seed grow? Can you force the seed to grow? No, you can't. You don't know. Something might happen in that person's life and it'll click. It'll click. What you said to them will click and then they'll come to that realization and God will enter their heart and say, okay, now's the time. Look at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had dedicated his life to seeking out and persecuting Christians. His job was to go and find Christians, imprison them, and sometimes in the process, kill them. And what did he become? He became one of the greatest apostles of all time. 
You didn't start out that way. It took a while. And we don't know. You don't know the plans of God. I'll give you one more verse, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode. I was reading uh, the book of Luke this morning, the entire first chapter of Luke. And if you haven't read Luke chapter 1 lately, I think you should do it. Uh, it talks all about the uh, about Zacharias and Elizabeth and John the Baptist and uh, when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her what's going down. And one of the things he said to Mary in uh, Luke 1 verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And of course we know that it to be true. For nothing will be impossible with God. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this program with other people. Thank you for leaving a review of it, wherever that happens to be. And thank you for the various ways that you do support this message. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close, as we always do, with the warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and the skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.